And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan and my wife, Catrice. Good day. And this is Touch of God. And it's wonderful to have you with us this week. And we're looking forward to the program today. We're continuing on the series of The Dwelling Place. That dwelling place being Jesus. Amen. And we're going to talk about the importance of dwelling with Him. And we are focusing around John chapter 15 for the past week or two and for the next few weeks. That's the overall theme. We're going to be talking about other scriptures also that relate to it. But the importance of understanding that Jesus is the true vine and His Father is the vine dresser and how important it is for us to be the branch to connect with Jesus so that we may bear fruit for others, but also so that we may understand who we are in him and be related and be one with Jesus. Jesus in us, amen, Christ in us, the hope of glory, uh, the Bible says. So without further ado, let me hand it over to my wife. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark. We just appreciate you. Right now, we're just going to dive deeper into John 15. Lord, let let your word just be substance to our soul, Lord, and let us prosper as our souls prosper as we dive deeper into your word and gain understanding so that we do not lack wisdom in such a time as this, Lord, that we may be a blessing to bless others. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So the previous weeks when we were talking about John 15 is going to be coming from, of course, the Amplified Classic. And the what we're discussing is just the very beginning where it says, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. And we're diving into the functionality of what does the vine and the vine dresser do. And so we discovered in the previous weeks, the Greek word for vine is ampelos. And that is the word for the vine and the functions for the vine. The vine can be your anchor. It's a transport. It's a storage. It handles your growth for the next season. And it also takes up water and nutrients from the soil. So that's very impactful and it's very important in your growth structure. And there's so many things that Jesus does in order to just make your growth possible. And we all want to grow. And so we want to just dive into that. And last week we talked about allowing the father and the son to do that for you, to make Jesus your Lord to acknowledge God so that these things can take place because it is a choice and we need to make that choice. It's very important. We're going to go to Hebrews 12, 7, and this is just going to elaborate on the function of the vine and the structure of being the true vine and the function of what the vine does. And when we're submitting to the vine as our Lord, what happens? What does that mean in the beginning of John 15, where he's the vine and his father is the vine dresser? When they say that they are these things, what does that mean to us? What is the functionality? What are they bringing into our lives that they need to be our vine and our vine dresser? Or we need to allow them to be our vine and our vine dresser. And so what we want to look at in Hebrews 12, verse 7, you must submit and endure correction for 
discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? So when we look at John 15, we need to look at it through this perspective. The Bible says that we are no longer slaves, but we are considered as friends. I am a child of the Most High. I am a son. We are all sons, and we're walking in the inheritance of the Father. How are we treated when we're given this inheritance? That's what they're referring to when they're talking about the vine and the vine dresser and the substance that they're bringing us, and we need to focus on that. And so I'm going to just go back to John 15 just to bring it back to remembrance so it's just always fresh. In John 15, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. We all want to be at that point to bear more and richer and excellent fruit. But what is the process? How do we get to that point? Do we just wake up one morning and I'm just bearing more and excellent and richer fruit? Well, my Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so just like a baby, when a baby starts growing, it has to crawl before it can walk. And in this process, it's the same thing. We have to crawl before we can walk. Yes, we have a renewed spirit and we have Jesus living on the inside of us, but now we have to be washed by the word. And that's a process that the tools are being brought to us by the vine and the vine dresser. So we want to examine some of the things that are brought to us when the vine and the vine dresser are helping us. So if we look at Psalms 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I take not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. So even if we just pause right there, we're being led, we're being guided to fresh waters leading us, guiding us, bringing us nutrients, bringing us substance so that we lack for nothing. It says, I shall not lack. And the interesting thing, Catrice, about the start of Psalm 23, verse 1, is that the psalmist David, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, that's not automatic for every believer. That's right. The believer has to make the decision, Lord, you are my shepherd. Jesus, you are my Lord. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If we confess with our mouth Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. It's up to us to confess with our mouth Jesus as Lord. And here David is confessing, the Lord is my shepherd. He confessed it and it's written in the word of God. But if we do not confess Jesus as Lord and the Lord is my shepherd, then we shall lack. We shall be without all the provisions. Because if we are not confessing Jesus as Lord, we may be a branch that used to bear fruit, according to John chapter 15, verse 2. And when that happens, when we are not bearing fruit, the vine dresser, which is the Father, God the Father, he trims off and takes away. He cuts away. So we don't want to be cut away from Jesus. 
We want to be firmly implanted in the true vine and bearing fruit. Amen. Amen. And you say, well, why wouldn't I bear fruit? Well, if you're not loving Jesus, you're not keeping his commandments. You're not loving him. Jesus says to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Well, we need to do what Jesus commanded us to do in the Great Commission, which is what he commanded his disciples to do. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. Lay hands on the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, do everything that Jesus commanded his disciples to do. And you say, well, he only commanded his disciples to do that. Well, look at the very end of Matthew 28, where it says that he told his disciples and teaching them whatsoever I have taught you. So therefore, today we have been taught or should have been taught by another believer or a pastor or someone in the church, someone in the body of Christ. This is what we should do. And when we do those things, then we are bearing fruit. Then we are not at risk of being trimmed off, taken away and cut away from the vine by the vine dresser. So the father is watching, he's wanting for his creation to receive his son, to be implanted in his son. He meant as branches bearing fruit because there are many souls sadly going to hell. And it is important that there is as many branches into the, the true vine of Jesus Christ himself that are able to bear fruit so that we can reduce as many souls going to that bad place and that they would receive Jesus and they in turn would become offshoots of the vine and extra branches and so that they may bear fruit and so on. Amen. So Psalm 23 is totally optional, as is your commitment to Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, David says in verse 1. But are we confessing Jesus as Lord? Are we truly confessing Jesus so therefore we are a branch in the vine? Or are we at risk of not bearing fruit and being cut away by the vine dresser? That's really good, Pastor Mark. That is why I continue to go back to Hebrews 12, verse 7, which says you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. This is very, very important. And it is just very connected to what the Father is trying to do in your life, what Jesus is trying to do in your life. And it's so important because we can sit in a place and we can say the words, we can listen to the sermons, but if we are not doing the doing of what the sermons are saying, what is the scripture saying? So many we have encountered that are going through the motions. We've all done it. We've all gone through the motions in order to just even get through these times we have to walk through the process. It's like when you're in school and you need to learn math. If I sat next to someone and I cheated off of their paper, that's not me learning math. That's them learning math. And when I have to take the test, I don't pass the test because I didn't have discipline to learn the math. I didn't take the time to do the equations to know what kind of problems I would run into when I do the equation. So then when the test comes, I would be familiar with these situations. I would have learned in the process because I would have had discipline to learn in the process. I would have been submitted to the authority of whoever was teaching and I would have learned what I needed. So when the time comes, I would bear much fruit. And so in this situation, in that math class, I would be getting questions correct. 
But sometimes in some situations, what we're seeing is individuals think if they go and they just sit in the place where it's being taught, that's enough. Or if they're friends with someone who is reading the Bible, that's enough. Or if they don't read the Bible, but they are just having someone else tell them what's in the Bible, they believe that that's enough. But beloved, when you go home and when you encounter situations, what are you going to do? Your friend has done the reading. The people who are teaching the class, they've done the reading of the word of God and they can stand when all else is done. They can stand on the word of God upon that solid rock. They can stand. But when you are alone and when you haven't done the work, then you're not able to walk by faith and not by sight because the substance of things hoped for was the work that someone else did. But when you stand, then you can swing the mighty sword of the spirit. You can stand on his promises. You can stand on his word. You know that it's true. But first we have to go through the process of being disciplined, of being discipled, of being fed by the true vine and the vine dresser. Amen. My word says that the Lord chastises those whom he loves. And so that exact scripture is Hebrews 12, verse 6, but I always like to go back a little bit. So first we'll read Hebrews 12, verse 6, and then I'll go back to 5 and read the whole thing. So Hebrews 12, verse 6 says, For the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone who he loves, and he punishes, even scourges, every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. So know that when the Lord is correcting you, he loves you. He cherishes you. You're in his heart. He's accepted you. He welcomes you, but he's also disciplining you so that you can be strong, which is one of the functions of the vine, bringing the nutrients, bringing carbohydrates, which is basically energy to a plant. It's food to a plant, transporting water to a plant. All of these things strengthen the plant. So then when the sun comes, the plant will make it through the day because it has deep roots because it's been fed and it's able to survive through the harsh times and harsh weathers. Doesn't even affect it because it's strengthened from within. So what the word does, it strengthens us from within. And when we take it in, And we do and obey what the Lord is saying as he disciplines us. We go and we endure and this produces much fruit. So we want to stay in this. So then I'm going to go back to the beginning of Hebrews 12 and I'm going to start with verse 5. And have you completely forgotten the divine word of appeal and encouragement in which you are reasoned with and addressed as sons? My son, do not think lightly or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved or corrected by him. For the Lord corrects and disciplines every one who he loves, and he punishes, even scourges every son whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and cherishes. You must submit and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. 
For what done is there whom his father does not thus train and correct and discipline? Now, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring and not true sons at all. Moreover, we have had earthly fathers who discipline us. We yielded to them and respected them for training us. Shall we not much more cheerfully submit to the father of spirits and so truly live? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for only a short period of time and chastised us as seemed proper and good. But he disciplines us for our certain good that we may become sharers in his own holiness. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it, a harvest of fruit which consists in righteousness, in conformity to God's will and purpose, thought and action resulting in right living and right standing with God. So what we want to do is we want to go back and we want to look at John 15, the part that talks about the fruit. So if we started from the beginning of John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. There you are. Verse 3. I love the fact that you read that out today. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. That's how powerful the word of God is. Remember Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 talks about how the word of God is alive and active in us. But only when we read it and ponder and meditate on it day and night. Psalm chapter 1 verse 2. And so it's important that this word gets in us so that we are cleansed and pruned already. And the other thing I wanted to go back to was Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? Verse 23, and then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. The reason I bring up these verses here is that you may be getting this understanding from having to be a branch in the true vine of Jesus that it's all about having to do his commandments. It is, but it's even more important that you understand that a branch in the true vine of Jesus, you communing with Jesus, it's about your relationship with him, knowing him, getting to know him so that you may understand his nature and character so that you may represent him. The fruit coming out of you as a branch should be the fruit that the true vine intends to produce through the branch. And you would only know what fruit to bear if you knew the Lord. 
That's why Jesus knew his father and he did the will of the father who sent him. But Jesus was the exact imprint of the nature of the father. So Jesus knew exactly what his father would expect him to do and want him to do. And Jesus just carried that out every day when he was here on the earth. So I want you to understand the branch in the true vine. It's about primarily, first and foremost, your relationship with Jesus, getting to know him, talking to him, listening for that still small voice, being guided by his Holy Spirit every day, knowing him, receiving his love. And if you slip, you just say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me. And he will wash you clean and get up and get back on the trail right away. Don't be mulling over or thinking about those past disappointments that you think you've disappointed the Lord. No, the Lord is cleaning you right away and he wants you to get up and carry on because the harvest is plentiful. The laborers are few. Amen. Amen. We want you to keep in mind that you serve a good father, a good father who wants to give you good gifts. That's what the vine and the vine dresser are doing. They're bringing you nutrients so that you can grow, so that you can be prepared for the next season. It says in Matthew 7, verse 9, what man is there of you if his son asks him for a loaf of bread, will hand him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will hand him a serpent? If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good and advantageous gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven, perfect as he is, give you good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him? Amen. They're supporting us. They're bringing a good foundation. They're bringing us nutrients. They're bringing us nutrients that will last into the next season. Sustainability. In such a time as this, no matter what comes, whether it's a drought, whether it's rain, God is preparing us for every situation and every season. And so we have to diligently seek the Lord. Allow him to be your vine and vine dresser today. Allow him to feed you fresh manna from the table because he's prepared a place for you. He's prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And so that's a timely word for right now. Won't you take Jesus as your Lord, allow him into those areas, allow him to discipline you so that you in a timely season will bear much fruit, will be stable and rooted deep in the ground. So no times or no seasons will wash you away because you will have a firm foundation and anchor, which is the intent of the father. Amen. Thank you, Catrice. You may need to just reflect on this today. Again, this is not a condemning message. We're trying to encourage you to check yourself. Amen. We are supposed to check ourselves according to the Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things that might be in the way of us being able to fully commit all of our heart to devoting it to the one whom loved us first, Jesus himself. Amen. So today we just thank the Lord for his overwhelming righteousness and love and mercy and grace in our lives. We thank you, Father, today for being the perfect vine dresser. We thank you for your son, Jesus, being the perfect and only true vine. 
There is only one true vine, Father, and it's your son, Jesus, and we love him so much. And Jesus, we thank you today for allowing us to be branches into you. And Lord, show us when we fall short. Show us where we're not completely connected with you. Or just show us how much you love us and that you want us to spend more time with you, that we may understand you, we may come to know you and the Father, and that we may be led by you in the name of Jesus, in your name. Lord, we just thank you today. We bless you. We speak life and healing and wholeness over the bodies of these precious people listening and watching today. From the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, we thank you for giving them plenty of your life from your true vine into their branches today. That they may bear fruit within themselves in healing, but also for others to receive as they pray for other people in Jesus' name. We just thank you, Lord, today that these precious souls would know exactly how to pray for others and know how to represent you, to represent you, Jesus, to the lost and to the needy in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'd like us to pray for you, you can call us directly at country code one four zero seven seven zero five three one five one. Country code one four zero seven seven zero five. 3151. You can also email us at prayer at tog.world. That's prayer at touchofgod.world. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube under Touch of God Radio. And until the same time next week, we thank you and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.